Welcome to the Boonville Worship Center Sermon Podcast. So this is the day that we celebrate Palm Sunday as the people, as Jesus entered Jerusalem, they were waving those palm branches and they were crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. In other words, we need a savior. We need a savior. They're waving the palm branches and they're crying out, save us. We need a king who saves us. And so that is our promise and that is our hope. And we get to run to the table of the Lord and remember his body and his blood that carries everything we've ever needed. Amen. Everything we've ever needed is in his body and in his blood. And so we just cry, and, and that word salvation, I know we all know this, but let's just, let's just remind ourselves again. That word salvation is salvation, deliverance, and healing. It's, it's, it's all of it. It's saving us from our sins, but it's also delivering us from all the lies and the demonic attachments and all the junk. But then it's also the healing of that deliverance, the healing that that, that, that hole leaves And then he rushes in with healing. So let's just raise our hands and we say, King Jesus, we just turn our eyes to you this morning and we say, Hosanna in the highest. We say, King Jesus, come and save us. You are our salvation, our deliverance, and our healing. And we just celebrate. Amen. Just join with me in prayer. If you just close your eyes and number one thing that we're here for this morning is to love him amen and just so right now just begin to tell him that you love him just begin to embrace his presence as he moves on your heart jesus we just exalt you we magnify you we recognize you we love you we love you we love you we love you jesus we celebrate you we thank you for coming for us. We thank you for what you've done for us. We thank you for the way that you've prepared for us. We thank you for the invitation that you've given us to enter into your presence. Jesus, we just exalt you in this house. And I just declare that today would be a day of wooing, that today would be a day of drawing people closer to you, God, right up to your feet, right there to that place of embrace. I just declare fresh encounters with you. I just declare over our children and our young people to today, God, it would be a day that they just are embraced by you, that they encounter you and all the adults. Just everyone here just be a day of renewing and refreshing and awakening in our hearts of the true goodness and greatness and the reality of who you are in our lives. And we would just step into that. Jesus, I just declare over this house that this is a place of healing and a place of restoration in your presence. So God, I disagree with anyone, God, that may be uh, carrying a physical 
need in their body that they need a touch from you. If it's emotional and mental, spiritual, Lord, we just declare that this is a safe place. This is a house of healing and it's a house of restoration. And as they just sit under your presence, as your glory is just stirring, I just declare that you begin to heal their hearts, that you begin to open their minds and bring clarity, bring bring God their mindset into the truth of who you are and who they are in you. We just pray that, that God, that conviction of the Holy Spirit would reveal sin, that it would reveal disobedience so that those things can be recognized, identified, and laid at the foot of the cross today to never, ever again be bondage in their lives. I declare freedom for your kingdom and for your glory. We love you. We honor you. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a praise offering this morning. Just thank you. Amen. Amen. So good. Thank you. Thank you, worship team. I need I, I, I need this to not just be words. Will you will you just personally sing this to the Lord from your heart? I mean like from from in here, in your inner being. Come on, can we just can we do that? Ready? Lord, you are more precious than silver and Lord you are more cost than gold and Lord you are more beautiful than diamonds and nothing I desire compare Sing it one more time. Lord, You are more precious than silver. And Lord, You are more costly than gold. And Lord, You are more beautiful than diamond. And nothing I desire compare. Now sing this. And I exalt Thee. You sing it. From your heart, not from your mind. Take this time right now. As the king came into Jerusalem. Come on. Me, just me, me. Come on, keep going. And I exalt thee. Come on. I exalt thee. We exalt you, Jesus. Exalt thee. Oh Lord. And Lord, you are more precious than silver. And Lord, you are more costly. And gold, I love you, Jesus. 
Lord, you are more beautiful than diamonds. Now this right here, guys. There's nothing that I desire will ever compare with you. Now just thank Him for a second. Just thank Him for a second. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Touch their hearts, Jesus, right now, all over this place. Jesus, do what only you can do. May they encounter you, the man, the man, the man, the man, the man. They've encountered your word, many, but may they encounter the man in the word. May they encounter you as the word. Living Jesus, right now, Jesus, encounter their hearts. Where truly, truly, truly nothing in their life will ever compare to that moment, that moment, this moment right now, every moment from here forth with you, Jesus, you and you alone are worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't He so good, guys? I'm just going to have you be seated for a moment, and I'm just going to have you to stay right there in that place, in that attitude of worship and surrender and adoration. And I, I, I want you to... Uh, uh, I want you to turn in your Bibles if you haven't got there yet to Revelation in chapter 3. <clears throat> I'm just going to share uh, a couple of verses out of here that the Lord highlighted to me this morning. and uh, I'm believing for radical transformations this morning. I'm believing. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm talking to the church. I believe that I'm speaking to believers this morning. But I'm I'm praying for I'm praying for such a radical encounter with who Jesus is this morning that it just ch changes your life. Come on, somebody, ignites that fire and that passion and hunger and zeal. I just been drawn to this passage of scripture here in Revelation in chapter three, and I'm not going to be able to read everything to you uh, about all of this. So I'm going to I'm going to share some. Some stuff with you about it, but in Revelation chapter two and chapter three, you know John, he's in the Spirit in the Lord's day. He has this he's, he has this revelation, this moment with the Lord, and uh, this vision of Jesus. And Jesus Jesus tells John, and he says he he tells John that the seven lampstands that John sees in in the vision are the seven churches in in Asia and then he says the seven stars are the seven angels of the churches how many of you know that we have angels assigned over us aren't you thankful and so so this is kind of what's happening to John and and then Jesus gives John a message to the seven churches isn't it beautiful this is what's on my heart today. On Palm Sunday is the message that Jesus gave to the seven churches because I believe, it's, I believe it reveals His heart. Amen? Matter of fact, let me just say, these letters in Revelation to the seven churches reveal His heart for the church. They reveal His heart for the body of Christ. It is so beautiful, these letters. And so, he, he writes to these seven churches, and we're not going to read through each of them. I, I hope and pray that you guys are already familiar with some of them. But, but, but this is what you see in here in just a kind of a quick grip. But to, to the church of Ephesus, 
Um, Ephesus was the church that left their first love. So it's talking about part of the body that was, that was, that was loveless and passionless. They were loveless and they were passionless. And then he talks to the church in Smyrna, and the church of the Smyrna was the, was the persecuted church. And he encourages them that they're going to go through some stuff. They're going to have to make sure that they keep their eyes locked on him. And then he talks to the church in Pergamos, and Pergamos was the church that had allowed compromise to come in. And they were, they were just getting away from the, from the words of the Lord and living the way that they knew that they were called to live. And then you have the letter to the church of Tyra, and this, this was a corrupt church. It was a corrupt church, and there was sexual, sexual immorality, and they just began to have other idols above the Lord. They began to, they began to focus on, on other things more than they did on Jesus, and, and it allowed in all these things. And then the, the church of, of, of Sardis, the church of Sardis was, is known as the dead church. It was the unfruitful church. It was the church that just would get, was just playing church. They were open. They were going through the motions. But they were literally dead. And the worst thing about this church is they didn't know they were dead. And then you have the church of Philadelphia, and Philadelphia was the, was the, was the faithful church. It was the church that, that Jesus in these letters just really admonishes and, and encourages to keep going forth, but they were faithful. It was those who had kept His Word. And then He ends with this letter to the church of Laodicea, and the church of Laodicea was the church that was lukewarm. Amen? He said, I wish you were either hot or I wish you were either cold, but I don't like this place. That's how lukewarm Warmness, man, makes me want to vomit. Okay, so this is his letters to the churches, and so I just want to—I wanted to bump on that—that—that that, that real quick, and then I'm gonna—I'm gonna move on uh, and not spend a whole lot of time there. But 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 this is what Jesus says. So so he comes to John in this vision, and then and in the vision. Uh, John sees the seven lampstands, which is the seven churches. He sees the seven stars, which are the seven angels. And then he says, John, I need you to write down what I'm about to give you to each of the churches. And then, and then these letters come out. And Jesus recognizes these things in them. And he recognizes what they're doing and where they're good and where they're strong. But then often he'll say, but then I have this against you guys. This is what you've slipped into. And in all of these uh, churches, uh, Jesus says, and he who has an ear to hear, let him what? Hear. Okay. These are love letters to the churches calling them to Jesus. Love letters to the churches calling them to Jesus. In, in this is where I want to pick up at, okay? So, we're at the end of these seven letters. We're in chapter 3. So now we understand in what little bit of time I could take this morning the context of, the, of, of Jesus' heart of, of, of these letters being sent out to the church. The last one, this, this Luke 1 church, the, ch the church of Laodicea. And then so here, here at the end of these letters, in chapter 3 in verse 19, I just, just look at this one verse with me. Then we'll go, we'll go on to the next one. But then, th then it says this. Jesus says now, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. 
As many as I love, I rebuke and I chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Jesus writing these love letters to the church. He said, man, as much as I love you, I can't let you stay where you're at. I love, I love you too much to let you c- continue doing what you're doing that's going the opposite direction of me. Whenever I have so much for you, I can't just sit back and let you stay here eating crumbs. So to the ones that I love, to the ones that I love, Jesus says, to those I rebuke and I chasten. This is his part of it. And then when you, when you kind of look at that, then this is what that means because the word rebuke means to sharply scold or to reprimand uh, someone for their action. It is to, to show, to speak that I disapprove of this. So, so, the, the, so the Lord says, to those I love, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to reprimand for, from their actions that don't line up with me. I'm going to let them know that I disapprove of this. And then that word chasten is a really powerful word. And it means to disapprove or punish, but watch this, with the intention of improving someone's behavior. The Father's heart for you is so good that His correction and discipline is never to tear you down, but to always build you up. That's the heart of God. But He also loves us enough to those that I love. Come on, I rebuke and I chasten because His heart is so good. Aren't you thankful, guys? Okay, so is everybody staying with me? Okay, so, so, so it, it, this, this is so good. Um, because I love you too much to see you stay there. So then, so then, this part then turns around to the churches and he says, now therefore be zealous and repent. I love you too much to let you stay where you're at. So I'm bringing this conviction. I'm bringing this correction. I'm bringing this rebuke to you. And then now the church's part of it was to be zealous and repent. This, is, this was Jesus' call to them to say, come running back to me. Come running back to me. To that place where you know that you need to be in your heart and in your life with me. I just, it's so beautiful. The word zealous. So, so, so he tells the church, then be zealous and repent. Well, what does zealous mean? Zealous means, it means showing great energy and great enthusiasm in pursuit of a specific object or goal. So Jesus is saying, man, I'm calling out your name. I want you to zealously turn and run back to me, right? What do you tell the one church, man? Buy from me silver. Buy from me gold. Get your eyes set for me. What you're investing in right now is worthless. I'm the only one worth investing in. Invest in me. Buy gold from me. Come on. Stop operating in your own wisdom out of your own eyes. That's what he's saying. But get eyes set for me so that you can begin to have spiritual eyes. Come on, guys. Again, we're talking about the church, we're talking about us. So, so the zealousness to run after the Lord. How many remember being zealous? How many are still zealous? For those that aren't, how about the rest of us help them and say, we've been zealous and there's been times where our zeal was pretty low. Come on. We went through times where we felt like that, that we, there, we, we just didn't feel Him, didn't... didn't didn't see him necessarily, or this place of dryness in the desert, or whatever, whatever that it may be. Come on, someone. 
All of these, all of that is all part of what the Lord had spoke of in these churches. They had gone through these things. Some of them there, the lukewarm church, the, the dead church, that unfruitful church, all those different things, all these things revealing and Jesus saying, guys, with zeal, run back to me. Be zealous and repent. Zealous, zealous, zealous. Showing great energy and enthusiasm to pursue an object or a goal. Repent means to have sincere regret and, and, and turn away from wrong actions. To have sincere regret. Oh, how did I get here? I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want this to control me any longer. I'm sorry. I confess. I confess that sin. Holy Spirit, I, I'm yielding to the conviction that I'm feeling within me. Jesus, forgive me. And then there's a running away from that thing that bound you. So there's zealousness in us to run in repentance into the arms of Jesus. Everybody good? This is the heart of Jesus for the church, isn't it, guys? To run with Him with great enthusiasm and then to run away from our actions, our wrong actions, running from our sin. Okay, the letters to the seven churches. At the end of that last letter, Jesus drops this in, in in 3 and 19, and He says, guys, church, church, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous. Be zealous and repent. Now look at this. This is so, so beautiful. And this is probably, probably one of my favorite verses in all the Scripture. It's Revelation 3 and verse 20. So in this context of these letters, Jesus saying, to those I love, I rebuke and I chasten. Be zealous and turn to Me. Repent. And then He says this. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears My voice and opens up the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with Me. Did you guys hear that? Do you hear this good news? Because none of us have been the perfect church, have we? We're all the church. All of us fit somewhere in those seven letters. Somewhere through there, we probably are, are, have been each of the seven churches in different ways and different times. Maybe Come on, guys. And then Jesus is like wooing us to Him. He's wooing you to Him. Come on, God. Come on, church leaders and elders and pastors. Come on. All of us have been there at that place, man. And Jesus is wooing us to Him. And He says, guys, 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 I love you too much to see you so far from Me. I love you too much to see you trying to live on your own. And He says, come to Me. As many as I love are rebuke and chasten, therefore be zealous and repent. And then, then this is so powerful because it shows, the, it shows the initial pursuit of Jesus, man. What other king does that? Any other king, you might be able to, you might be able to get the, go through enough invitations or this or that or hoops to maybe even be able to get a visitation, but probably good. But, but man, how many are thankful that you have a king that pursues you outright? So it says, behold, guys, I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. And if anyone, say anyone, no matter where you're sitting at this morning, you fit in this verse. No matter what's happened to you, you fit in this verse. No matter how many times you felt like you've hurt Him or let Him down, you fit in this verse. Come on, guys. Every one of us. 
Behold, I stand at the door and I'm knocking. And if anyone hears my voice and he opens the door, who opens the door? Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if anyone, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and I will dine with him and he will dine with me. Guys, is that not such a powerful verse? Think about it. And you think about the context of him, of him speaking to these to the churches that, that, that are struggling in, 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 in so many different ways. And, and then yet His cry for them. Does that not reveal the heart of Jesus, man? Does that not reveal His heart for you? If you feel like that you failed to such a degree that you don't even deserve Him, come on, can you not awaken to what the Word of the Lord says to, 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 is saying today to say, you have never gotten yourself outside of my reach. Come on. You've never gotten so filthy that you've gotten beyond my love for you. You've never got into anything that I am not able to get you out of, saith the Lord. But behold, I stand at the door and knock, and whoever hears my voice today and will open the door and let me in, I will come in. Let me tell you something. People might let you down, but if Jesus says, if you open the door and He'll come in, I promise you, He's going to show up on time. Come on, somebody. This is an individual message. It's an individual message to some of us that have been raised in church our whole life, that know how to do church. We know how to show up, and we know how to play an instrument, or we know how to do that. We know how to sing a song. We know how to tithe. Come on. We know how to help serve. Come on. But like so many of these churches, seven churches, man, somewhere in there, the focus came off of Jesus. They began operating on their own thoughts, their own opinions, their own, their own perspective, allowing stuff in and compromise and all these different things that happens in us sometimes, guys. And I'm just here to awaken you today because God just birthed this in my heart this week, Lord, that He is just wooing you to Him. He's wooing you back to that place of a first love. Every one of us. Every one of us. I'm believing. I'm believing for myself and for my wife as the lead pastors that, that, that Jesus is wooing her and I to Him this morning like never before to encounter Him. To a greater depth of love than we've ever experienced in our life. To greater freedom than we've ever walked in. I'm believing this for Pastor Jason and Julianne and for our elders and for our deacons. Come on. I'm agreeing for it over every leader in this house and every member and every young adult and every child. Because everything comes down to our intimacy with Jesus. Isn't He so good, guys? So here it is. Jesus, in, in verse 20 then, He says, here I am. I've just revealed where you are because I love you too much to let you stay there. To those I love, I rebuke and chasten. So I've just, I've just helped reveal maybe some areas where you're at, where your heart is at, or where it's not at. I don't know. But this is what Jesus says in verse 20. He says, but let me tell you where I am because this is what really matters most. And Jesus says, here I am. You know what that means? He means right there He is. That means right there in the midst of whatever hurt or disappointment or woundedness or misery or lack or sin or addiction or whatever that it is, Jesus says, here I am. 
And no matter what everything else is, I am. Because I am above all things. I am greater than whatever else. So that might be there. That might be there. This might be there. That might be there. That scar might be there. That offense might be there. Come on. That dryness might be there. The desert might be there. The wilderness might be there. But Jesus says, I trump all of that because the I am is here right now. I am right here, right now in your life. I'm right here in your marriage if you'll let me be. I'm right here in your family if you'll let me be. I'm right here in your ministry if you'll let me be. I don't know what kind of season it's been, but today is the, really the only day that matters. Yesterday don't matter so much other than that you learned from yesterday. But what matters is right now, right here, in this moment, in this place, and Jesus says, I am here. How good is He? He says, I'm knocking on your door. I'm knocking on the door of your heart. It's, uh, it's just a side note. I just, when I look at these scriptures, I was kind of like, I like to take it word by word. I'm like, what's this mean? And, but then I thought, Jesus isn't talking to the law, she's talking to the church. And then so Jesus says, to, lo, to, 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 to those I love, I rebuke and, and chasten. Behold. That word behold is like a um, grab you, grab you by the shoulders, get your attention, behold. Grabs your face, right? Behold, pay attention to this. <clears throat> I am, I'm standing right here. Behold, I'm knocking on the door. To knock on the door reveals that the door is closed to the churches. Make sense? You wouldn't knock on an open door. What do you think closed the door? What do you think closed the door? What kind of event did you go through that maybe closed that door of intimacy? What, what kind of pain did you go through? What, what kind of compromise little by little by little by little by little by little by little did you allow in your life that that door just very, 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 very slowly begin to creep and creak until it was closed, but it, it closed so slowly you didn't even realize that it was closing. And now all of a sudden, something's gripped you and something's bound you. Isn't it good? Come on, somebody. This isn't about us. This is about Him. But anything about Him is about us. I am standing at the door and I'm knocking, and if anyone hears my voice and will let me in, then I'll come in. I'll come in. Let me in. I'll come in and I'll dine with Him, and He'll dine with me. I love this part of this verse because to me, what, what, that, that, that speaks of intimacy. That speaks of closeness. Right? That, that speaks of encountering someone like we can we can pass we can we can we can learn by knowledge who someone is and learn a little bit about them and find out about them from other people or this or that but never know them we can we can we can pass on the hallway here or there or even shake hands sometimes and share a little bit you know about what happened that week here or there and kind of get to know everyone a little bit but even that's not really intimate but to come in with someone and to sit down and to dine with them, to sit at the table with them, 
to eat with them, to break bread together, to share a meal together, to open up your hearts to one another. Come on, this is the invitation. This is the invitation to come in and truly encounter Him and, and, and be with Him. And, and, and it's fellowship and it's personal and it's, it's intimately knowing Him is this invitation. Guys, He wants to sit at the table with you. He's got to be inside the door to sit at the table with you. Some of you have been wondering why you felt so empty, why you feel so distant, why prayer time is so hard, why, why everything just becomes so distant. And somewhere in there, baby, because you didn't even realize it, that you've got Jesus outside of your house. Maybe he's in the front yard. Maybe he's sitting out there on the front porch. But maybe somewhere in there you allowed so many other things in that little by little, Jesus just started getting pushed out to the front porch. Didn't even know it. Like one of the, one of the things that, that grips me most about, about these churches is none of them knew. The one, the, the one church uh, thought they were rich. They thought they were alive. And all these things, and, 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 and Jesus says, but no, you are, you are dead, and you're poor, and you're naked. Isn't it good? I'm just saying, He wants you to sit at the table with Him. And he wants you close to Him. He says, to those who have an ear, an ear turned to hear His voice. Those who have an ear. There are, there are people in here this morning that are going to hear what He's saying. And there are people here that are listening, but they're not hearing what He's saying. So listen to me. If you have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches, the great I Am will come in and be in the midst of you. Knocking on your door. And as you open it this morning, He's going to come in and dine with you. And you'll never be the same when you sit at the table with Jesus. And stay at the table with Jesus. Just stay at the table with Jesus. These churches had been at the table with Jesus. They had, they, had, they had dined with Jesus before. And then now here He somehow is back out there knocking on the door again. Jesus, is any good to those who are, have an ear to hear, to those who are zealous and repent and run to Him. The invitation to, to hear Him and, and know Him and, and encounter His presence. Like This is where He's calling us to today. In, the, in this Revelation 3, 19 and 20, He's calling us into this place of hearing Him, to, to knowing Him, to encounter His presence as we let Him in. But all of these guys, all of this is active. One thing that you got to know is, is Jesus never, He never went where He wasn't invited in. He never went where he wasn't invited in. He will knock on that door. He will stretch his eye. He'll be speaking, hoping that you will hear his voice. But he is not going to knock your door down. Thank God he gave us a free will. He gave us a free will to choose. And he already, he's already chosen. Like he already chose you. Now it's just a matter of us, us in choosing Him. And not just choosing part of Him, but choosing all of Him. Come on, somebody. But it's active. It's an active, intentional pursuit of staying near Him. It's not a Sunday thing, guys. Like, come on, it's not a Sunday thing. It's not a Sunday thing. It's not a once here and there, whenever I can kind of thing. It is, it is being with Him intimately in every area of our life. 
all day, every day, 365 days a week. And it every day just gets better and better and better. So I promise you, once you get at that place with Jesus, you'll never be tired of Him. The more that you taste of Him and see that He is good, the more that you want. We just got to get up to the table. Any good? Okay. Everybody, let me just say this in case you miss everything else. Let me just say this one thing. You are as close to Him as you choose to be. And everybody hear this, because we're all in different places. And there are some people in here that are on fire for God, and they, they have an ear to hear this morning. So they're hearing this invitation, and they're like, okay, Jesus, I'm coming even further. Come on. Like, I'm hearing this. And maybe there are others that maybe aren't, aren't necessarily right at that place, but I just, I just come to tell you this morning, guys, that we are as close to Him as we choose to be. Because He's already made His decision on where He wants to be with you. And He's standing right there. Amen? So let's choose. Let's choose to get all the way in. Let's choose to not just invite Jesus over for dinner every now and then when we get the house cleaned up and everything's nice and it's convenient for us. But let's just choose to have Jesus come in and live with us. Amen? Because see, this is His heart. His heart is to take up personal... Uh, uh, permanent residence with you. Amen. You shouldn't be dating Jesus. You should be married to Him. You're this bride. You know what Jesus is saying? I'm better. In Revelation 3.20, He's saying, guys, I'm better. I'm so much better than. I'm so much better than. I'm so much better than anything else. I am so much better than anything else that you could be pursuing. I am so much better than anything that, that, that the enemy has caused you to tap into to try to make you feel better. I'm better. I'm better. It's really what Jesus is saying as He's just drawing us to Him. Then this, just this invitation, knowing that life truly, truly flows out of intimacy with Jesus. You know, in these churches, the common thread... The common thread in, 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 in these seven letters as Jesus lovingly rebukes some of them is that <clears throat> there was something a little different about each of them, but the common thread when you go down through there is that they begin to desire other things more than intimacy with Jesus. Like at the end of the day, they begin to desire other things more than intimacy with Jesus. And then that's the state that they ended up with in. How many of you know this has always been the strategy of the enemy? It always has been. Hey Eve, try this. This is better. It's okay, this will actually make you closer to God. It's okay, Eve, try this. This is better. Was it better? Remember whenever Jesus was, um, after He fasted, uh, 40 days, 40 nights, and, uh, and how He was tempted by the enemy? You know what the devil kept on trying to do? If you go through and read the passage, the devil is trying to say, hey Jesus, this is better. If you do this, see, see all that out there? Like I, the devil is saying, like, I can give that to you. If you'll, just, if you'll just bow down and worship me. This is what Satan was trying to do. He said, he said oh Jesus, look out over there. See all that light? See that nice city over there? Like, I, can, I, have, I can give that to you. Just bow down and worship me. What was he saying? He's saying, all oh, this is better out here. Jesus like, Satan, get behind me. None of that stuff. It is nothing, nothing compared to the kingdom that I come from and my Father. 
So I just like, we just got to look at this in, in a realistic way and be like, God, where, where are we at? Because again, this common thread in, 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 is that, that we people so easily begin to take their eyes off of Jesus and focus on other things, and then we end up in this place. And so, so here is the result. Here is the result of that happening in these churches. So the result was loss of passion and loss of their first love. Okay? When you take your eyes off of Him and He stops being your main pursuit and, and keeping the door open where He's dining with you, the result was loss of passion and a first love. And then it, the result was, was beginning to then compromise. Right? And live in oh, disobedience to the Word of God. And then, and then, and then it, it resulted in just flat out corruption within, within their lives and within the church. Then that just opened up the door to sexual immorality and the worship of false idols. Begin to put everything else above God. And then, obviously, then the result of that was that the church uh, just became spiritually dead and was unfruitful. And again, while they were believing, they thought they were alive, but they were dead. And then we have this last church, this church that was just lukewarm. They had just become self-dependent. They were good. They thought they were good. They thought they were rich. They thought they were clothed. They thought they had enough food. They thought they were going through. They just doing everything just the way it was supposed to. And they were lukewarm. We know God's message to that church. So that's, those are the results. And these letters, these letters reveal that... Let's just get personal for a minute now. These letters reveal that you can never really hide anything from the one that matters. You can never really hide anything from the one that matters. And I think, I think one of the worst, absolute worst things that the enemy does inside of people is he gets them to believe that they're hiding what they're doing. He gets them to believe and accept that, oh, everybody sees you. But see, when you live in that mentality, you might see that you're getting away with it, but you don't, what you don't see is what you're missing by being at the table with Jesus. So then all of a sudden you begin to step into spiritual poverty because you're living in a place of blindness, and then once you're there, we're often the last ones to see it. Come on, somebody. You guys doing okay? So here's the churches. Here's Jesus' love letter to the churches. Because those he loves, he rebukes any 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 chastens. He's saying, "Here's here's here's where you are. Here's these here's the conditions." And then here's Jesus's response to. Here's Jesus's. You just gotta. You just gotta. This is just overwhelming. To my to my weaknesses, to my faults, Pastor Jason, to the areas that I that I fall short in. This is Jesus's response to. He's not running away from me. He's not left me. He didn't forget about me. He wasn't okay with me just getting by on crumbs, hoping that I can just by a thread make it to heaven. He loved me too much. Scott, if you're listening... If you let everything else become quiet enough, if you, if you have an ear to hear, here I am. Here I am. All you got to do is have enough. Have enough. Have enough of being where you've been. Have enough of the dryness. Have enough of the weariness. Have enough of laboring all on your own. You just got to have enough.
here I am. If you open that door, I'm going to come in and I'm going to dine with you. And you're going to dine with me. Isn't it so good? Behold, I stand at the door and I knock for you to have so much more church. For you to have so much more church. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock for you to encounter and experience so much more of me than what you're experiencing. I'm knocking. Boonville Worship Center. Jesus is talking to us today. We love Jesus. And there's a lot of work that needs to be done in our hearts. But Jesus is like Boonville Worship Center. I am is here. And I'm knocking on the door of this house. And if this house will let me in and be Lord, come on. I will come in and I will fill this house and I will dine with you and you'll dine with me. Come on. And in the presence of Jesus, everything changes. In the presence of man, at best, someone might get encouraged. At best, someone might get encouraged. But they are not going to be changed. They're definitely not going to be saved, healed, and delivered by man. The only one that can do that is the king. And the king says, if you'll stop messing around, if you'll stop playing games, if you'll stop being lukewarm, if you'll stop being this, if this or this or this or that, I'm not saying that we're all those things. You guys know that that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that if we'll just understand that I am is here and where we are lacking, he's saying, I've got more for you because those I love, I rebuke and I chasten because I want you to tap into all of your inheritance right now. And I want you to be with me. I, I What I did on the cross when that veil was torn is I made a way for you to come and sit with me. Come on. And be in my presence and encounter me. That's where He wants us to be. He doesn't want us just living waiting to get to heaven. That's not what He called us to be. He's called us to be in Him, dining with Him, and Him with us, and so full of Him, come on, that He's released out of us in all that we do. Everybody good? Let me just read a couple of things. I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray for you because I'm running out of time. But let me just drop the, these, these uh, verses. And you can just listen to them or, or write them down. But in John's Gospel, in John 7, uh, in, in uh, 37, uh, on the last day, uh, on the last day, the, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and He cried out, like, look, can you just hear Jesus crying out? It's just like in those love, those love letters, is Jesus like crying out through John. Like it is, it's him crying out. Church, come on, wake up, wake up, I'm knocking on the door. And then here in John in 7 and 37 on that last day, the great day, here Jesus, and he stood, stands up, and it says that Jesus, he, he cried out to the people, guys. Like he cried out to them and he said, guys, if any one of you thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Nothing else will take care of it. Everything that your life is thirsting for that just makes you more thirsty and ends up hurting and killing and destroying your life. So he cries out and he says, if any of you thirst for true life, let him come to me and drink. And he who comes to me and drink, out of his heart will flow rivers. Rivers. That's a lot of water. He's speaking about the Holy Spirit. That's a lot of Holy Spirit. Out 
of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Come on, guys. Isn't that good? Isn't that powerful? One more, John and 15. I'm, gonna, I'm getting somewhere. If you'll just hang with me for just a moment. But here in John, uh, in chapter 15. Now, I need you to really grab a hold of this, okay? This all is tying in with Revelation 3 and 19 and 20 and right here in John and 7 and then John and 15. Jesus says, I am the true vine. I want you to know that the enemy has been lying to you and he has, he has brought before you a whole lot of vines that you thought carried life and all they've done is carried death. You thought it may have been a lifeline, but it wasn't a lifeline from heaven. Because the only lifeline from heaven is Jesus and Jesus alone. And anything outside of Him and His character and His nature is not a lifeline for your life. And so Jesus says, I am the true vine and my Father is the vine dresser. And every branch, pay attention, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, He prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. This is why Jesus re, re, uh, 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 rebukes and He chastens to prune so that we can be fruitful. Verse 3, you are already clean because of the Word which I gave to you. Verse 4, abide in Me. Here's Jesus speaking to you as the body of Christ. And Jesus saying, guys, abide in Me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in Me. And in verse 5, Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches and, and He who abides in Me I will in Him, and He'll bear much fruit. But without Me, you can do nothing. Guys, this is what Jesus has been saying all along. This was His heart to these seven churches, guys, that had gotten disconnected from the vine. You know what I I think they were connected. I think, I think something just kind of snapped the branch a little bit. Like, like there, was a, there, was enough, there was enough stuff going through that broken branch to kind of keep it from falling off all the way? How many of you have been there before? You're as close to Him as you choose to be. He's the vine, not you. So we connect to the vine. We can't live apart from Jesus. This word abide means to, it means to dwell with. It means to remain in Him. So if He's the vine, then we are abiding, dwelling, remaining in Him in all things. Listen, life flows through the vine. If you're connected to anything other than the vine, you don't have life flowing through you. Life flows to the vine. So then go back to Revelation 3 and 19 and Jesus says, hey, zealously run to Me and repent and turn away from the things that's trying to disconnect you from the vine. Open the door and let Me in. I want to live full of Jesus. How about you? My intention and my goal and my pursuit of Jesus isn't just for me to not go into hell. It's just... Not really ever, that's not ever been it for me. But I'm grateful. <laughs> and it's about love. It's about a love relationship. It's not about what He can do for you. It's, it's about what He wants to do with you. It's not about what He can do for you. It's what He wants to do with you. Jesus. Jesus. These churches had knowledge of Him and yet they were blind to their own condition. 
The Pharisees and the religious rulers of the day had knowledge of Jesus and they knew the law, but they didn't know Him. They went and connected to the vine. I just want to be full of Jesus. Who wants to be full of Jesus? Like, who wants to really be full of Jesus today? Full of Him. Full of Him. Who wants to dine with Jesus today? I mean, dine with Him. I believe in today that He's going to wreck your heart as you just encounter Him. Maybe you've known Him and lived with Him your whole life, but today, He just wants to embrace you. He wants to be with you. So powerful. Let me, let me share something with you. But When you're connected to the vine, then what's flowing through the vine is flowing through you. It's powerful. What's flowing through you? What's flowing through you? Is your desire for the world... Is your desire for an addiction, for a sin, for something else? Is it greater than Him? Like what is, what's flowing through you? Is it worry? Is it fear? Is it brokenness? What's flowing through you? Because I'm here to tell you, what flows through the vine will flow through you if you're connected to the vine. Everything that He is will flow through you if you get connected to Him. And then everything that's not of Him, that's in you, what is in Him is greater, and it will purge everything else out if you get connected to the vine. I'm just telling you, you want breakthrough, get connected to the vine. You want delivered, get connected to the vine. You want peace, get connected to the vine. You want joy that lasts instead of temporary joy, get connected to the vine and dwell in it and stay in it. And what's in the vine will purge everything out of you that doesn't need to be there in Jesus' name. He's good. He's good. So good. Lord, You are more precious than silver and lord you are more costly than gold lord you are more beautiful than dying and nothing i desire compares with you. Let's just do it again. It just feels good, doesn't it? Lord, you are more precious than silver. And Lord, you are more costly than gold. And Lord, you are more mean it nothing i desire compares with you he loved us well today son it's me jesus <laughs> i am i'm right there with you i'm right here daughter it's me, Jesus. Here I am. I'm better. I'm better than what you've been going through. I'm better than what you've allowed in the house. I'm better than what you've let come in beyond me. I'm better than that. I'm better. I'm better. I'm better. Life flows through me, not through that. I'm the way. I'm better. And I'm here for you today. Behold, son and daughters, whosoever will have an ear to hear today, I am knocking on your door. If you'll 
If you'll let me come in, I want to do more in you. I want to do more with you. I want to do more for you. I want to, I want to be more with you. I want you to be more with me. I want, I want to be more with you and I want you to be more with me. There's more. I'm better. I'm better. I'm better. If you come in, I'll dine with you and you'll dine with me. Let's get everything else out of the way. And let's get the th- only thing that really matters right now in life. And that's me and it's you. And I am here. Now I'm just knocking on your door. And if you'll open, if you'll open up to me today, if you'll just say, Jesus, I just want more of you. I want more of you. I want more of you. And I want everything that I've allowed into my life that's not of You. Jesus, I want that gone right now. Jesus' cry to the church in those seven letters was, churches, why you still have time? Why you still have time? Why you still have time? I'm coming quickly. I'm coming swiftly. Let me in. Let me in. What's your greatest desire? Is it Him? I'm going to have maybe uh, Pastor Craig, if you just will play maybe for a minute. And I'm just going to ask everyone, if you would just stay real still for just a moment. And can I just have you bow your heads? Because I just really, I feel like we're going to respond. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a, I'm going to give in, this is an invitation of the Lord for your life to be drastically changed this morning and to be set free and, and to encounter Him, to step into freedom. And then maybe just for some that have just felt, you know, it's just been a difficult season. It's just been hard. You've just kind of have felt distance. You love the Lord. You live for the Lord. You're pursuing the Lord. You're, you're, you're living in obedience to, you know, everything that you know about. But maybe there's just been, it's just been a season of, you know, just where that passion has gone. You know, maybe, maybe certain things that have come into place where maybe that first love, you know, has just that excitement and zeal has dwindled. And I believe Jesus wants to fire that up in you today. Because that's how He feels about you. First love and passion. So I just invite you again, just with your head bowed and your eyes closed. And I'm going to quote these Scriptures the best I can. Now I just want you to hear, I'm talking to you children this morning. Jesus loves you and He's going to call you closer to Him this morning. And I'm talking to the youth and the adults and the young adults. All of us. But listen to me guys. To he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the churches today. If you have an ear, I'm going to ask you to respond. Revelation 3.19, Jesus says, Those I love, I rebuke and I chasten. And I believe today that maybe that the Lord has revealed things in people's hearts that don't need to be there. Things, maybe some of the things listed in those seven churches, maybe some just fully ran away from God. Maybe there are some here today that never accepted Jesus. And I'm telling you, He is right at your door this morning, knocking on your door. But I'm going to tell you what. I heard, I heard clearly the cry of Jesus in Revelation 3 and 19 this week 
over this day and this moment. I heard it. I heard it clearly. Jesus says, church, zealously, 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 run to me, run to me, run to me, run to me, run back to me, run to me and repent, 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 turn away, whatever's gotten in the way. And maybe it's just been laziness. Maybe it's just been lack of pursuit, you know, whatever that it is. It's, it's every area of the spectrum, guys. But, but wherever we're not close to Him, let's get close to Him today. This sermon is for me. I know Jesus is calling me closer, but I'm asking you, I'm telling you, He who has an ear to hear, let Him hear and be ready in just a moment to run down this altar and zealously run into the arms of Jesus and repent and lay at His feet the things that's come into your life that has distanced you maybe in some way from intimacy with Him. It's me. Jesus. I'm here. I'm knocking on the door of your heart and I'm saying, open it up to me. Open it up to me today. Open up. Open up. And I'll come in and I'll dine with you and you with me. I'm going to ignite a fire in your heart of passion and zeal for me and my presence and my word. What's in me as the vine is going to run through you and it's going to purge everything out. I'm going to open up this altar for you to come and repent of sin, for you to come and, re and repent of addictions. I'm going to open up the altar for you to come and repent of offenses. I'm going to open up the altar for you to come and repent of unforgiveness of things in your heart or things that you need Jesus to help you forgive and get through. All of these things. If it's just been a season of kind of just being selfish, for lack of a better word, and not pursuing Him at all, kind of like you're the vine and He's the branch, or the branch, you know, and you need to get that turned back around. I'm just going to open this altar. I'm going to throw all of those in there. That way no one knows why anyone's coming down other than your response of coming down this morning is your response to this knock. Jesus calling you by name and saying, hey, open up the door and let me in. I'm going to ask you to stand quietly and reverently and then I'm just going to ask you to come down to this altar and, and, and answer to the Lord's call to you this morning and just come and kneel and open and confess in zeal and just say, Jesus, I want more of You. Jesus, I want more of You. I am here. Jesus is saying, I am here. I am the vine. Connect with me. Fully connect to me today. Connect with me. I am the vine. I am the vine. I carry life. I know You by name. I know Your works. I know Your deeds. And yet I'm here. I didn't forget about You. I didn't forget about You. I haven't left You. I'm right here. I'm ready to take it. Listen, some of you, some of you need to tune your ear in because some of you are carrying things. You need healing and deliverance from, from addictions, from sin, from hurt, from pain. If you have an ear to hear, it's Jesus is Christ. It's between you and Him today. You come. You come. Thank you, God. I can't get come on. I can't 
good enough. Come on. He's the only one that matters. He's the only one that matters, guys. No, I can't get enough. Can we just make Him our main thing? Those of you that are standing back, I just invite you to close your eyes and bow your heads and just talk to Jesus. Just begin to reaffirm your love for Him. Just begin to reaffirm your love for Him. Just begin to reaffirm that you're choosing Him. I just want to be where you are. Just begin to reaffirm that He's your main thing. I just want to be near That nothing your in your life compares, compares to Him. Is like and you're just saying, Jesus, bring me, back, bring me in alignment. Bring my heart and my mind in alignment. I just want to be where You are. I just want to be near your heart. Lord, there is nothing like your love. Thank you for the babies that are encountering you, Jesus. Jesus, there is nothing like your love. Thank you for the pillars, God, that Lord, that hunger never goes away. That you just I'm a sinner, and I repent of my sin. And I turn to you, Jesus, and I ask you to forgive me and wash it away. And I just choose you. I choose you. Come in, Jesus. Come in. Come in my heart. Come into my living room. Come into the table and dine with me, and I'm going to dine with you. Jesus, I'm connecting to the vine. Connecting to the vine. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for healing I just my heart. Thank be you for what's flowing through you is going through me, God. And it's purging out everything in me that doesn't belong to I just want to be near your heart. For there is nothing like your love. Jesus, there is nothing like your love. I just want to be where you are. I just want to be near your heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for reminding me. There is nothing like your love. Jesus, there is nothing like your Just pray for passion and sin. Holy, 
out with them. Sing this out. Just let this be your cry. They're saying, you're the better thing, Jesus. I want to be near. Come on, sing it to Him. We're closing. Jesus, there is nothing like Your love. I just want to be where You are. I just want to be near your heart There is nothing like your love Jesus, there is nothing like your love Amen I mean, I'm just going to just invite some that are down here just to kind of stay down here around these just to stay reverent and uh, and let people just continue to be loved on by Jesus. And I just want to pray for all of you as we close in prayer. Amen. Can I just invite you to put your hand on your heart? Put your hand on your heart. It's really the doorway. Life flows through the heart. Jesus said, this is what I'm knocking on. So can let's just receive this invitation that Jesus gave us today. So Lord, we just thank You for Your Word. And we just thank You for Your relentless pursuit of us of never just leaving us, God, where, where, where You don't want us to be, but always calling us closer to You. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You for Your love. And Jesus, we just want to thank You for Your rebuke. We want to thank You for rebuke. We want to thank You for loving discipline, God. We want to thank You for the chastening. We just thank You, Jesus. Thank You because that just shows us Your heart that You don't want us to be satisfied anywhere outside of the fullness of who You are in our lives. And so, Jesus, we've heard that knock today for every one of us as the body of Christ. You knocking on our door saying, here I am, open it up and let me in. And so, Jesus, we just collectively give You our yes. And we say, Jesus, come in and live here. <laughs> live here, Jesus. Dine here and me with You and You with me. And You have all of me. I want You to say, Jesus, You have all of me. You're my main desire. You're my heart's desire. You're truly life. And I just choose you as the branch. I choose you as the vine. And what flows through you flows through me. Jesus, you have my yes. We repent of the things we've needed to repent from. And we zealously run to you. And we run away from anything that separates us from your heart and your love and your word. And we choose you. Ignite a fire of passion inside of this body, Jesus, for your presence. And we give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this week. Until next time.